Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Yeah, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, let's go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour is on the air. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio in Hattiesburg this afternoon. Both of the guys are gone. I've got a very special uh, guest co-host that's going to spend the next hour with me, and I'll introduce him in just a minute. His voice will tell you everything you need to know. Quick reminder, we'll talk more about it later. We'll be doing a two-hour Eagle Hour from Pete Taylor Park come Friday, and that will be co-hosted by none other than Hill Denson, so we think that's going to be a lot of fun. We're broadcasting again from the Southern Bank Corps studio. Opening segment is sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, great supporters of our show and, of course, great supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. I want to thank Dickey's Barbecue for all they do. All right, uh, my guest host today is a, a guy whose voice uh, in a minute will be recognizable to everybody. Probably seen more Southern Miss athletic events than any living human being. I'm happy uh, to have my longtime friend John Cox on the show. And, John, I, I think that's probably fair. You may have seen more Southern Miss stuff than anybody. Well, I've seen a lot. You know, I've, uh, I'm closing in on, let's see, uh, football. I'm closing in on number 500. Uh, baseball, I'm in around the uh, 2300 to 2400 uh, area, somewhere in there. And basketball is uh, closing in. I just hit 2000 a little while ago. So, you know, it's uh, been a lot of fun. A lot of games, a lot of uh, great memories, a uh, lot of smiles, a lot of happy times. A few sad ones in there every once in a while, but uh, uh, I love it. Can't, can't, I wish we were playing tomorrow. I can't wait to put that headset on every once in a while i'll sleep with it on before a big ball game just so just so i know i'm ready john and i've known each other so long we were young when we first met so that's uh, that's been quite a while well you have seen the good you've seen the bad Uh, we were both in the auburn Uh, that was a pretty good one there wasn't it john monday yeah it was fun it it was fun you know i had all the confidence in the world the gold nigger was going to win that one uh i just i believe i'm a big believer in you know scott berry and christian ostrander and Travis Creel and Ben Blevins and, and Brant Jones and Keller Bradford, all those guys, man, they do it the right way. Uh, you know, they prepare the team the right way. And it doesn't necessarily mean you're always going to win, but uh, they do it the right way. They always have the team ready. And I knew they'd be uh, ready. They would have kind of the perfect message to those guys about what to do in that ball game on uh, whatever day that was, Monday, I guess it was. And, you know, and, and they did. Uh, you know, they played really, really well, uh, got in kind of a battle there early, but uh, they always seemed to play their best baseball down the stretch, and they did did that the other afternoon over there at Auburn. 
John, I've told a lot of people that uh, <clears throat> talk to me about baseball that I didn't think maybe this was overall the most talented team, but it certainly is the most tenacious baseball team I've seen. The grit and determination of these kids is pretty remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. People get caught up sometime with uh, you know how good the individual players are, and obviously you got to have you know some talented players. But I think I think one of the things that Scott Berry is so good at is is finding the right guys and putting them in the right place and using them in the right way. And you know, it, it's not always about a guy that can hit a bunch of home runs or do this and that. He just knows how to move the pieces around the chessboard. And, uh, you know, he's a guy, when he finds that right combination, he doesn't uh, he doesn't change it much. I mean, if you look back, uh, the starting lineup for the Eagles, in fact, I, I do this. I can I literally, when I get ready for a game the night before or that morning when I get to the stadium early, I can literally pretty much know what he's going to do and who he's going to put and what lineup it's going to be. And I can write it down in ink long before the game starts, and nine times out of ten, you know, he's going to put that lineup out there. And right now he's got a guy, bunch of guys, a starting lineup that really are playing well together and doing all the good things that he needs them to do. So, uh, yeah, this this team's playing really good baseball right now, and uh, I give you know, credit to Scott. Scott knows how to do it. Now is to get them ready, how to have them prepared, and, uh, you know, he's done that in that tournament, uh, the conference tournament, he's done it in the regional and uh, looking forward to the, the Supers here in a couple of days. All right, John, let's hear from some of these kids. One of my favorite players the last couple of years has been Reese Ewing. I talked to him after the game Monday. I want you to listen to what he said, then I'd like to get your thoughts about this kid, Reese Ewing. Hang on. All right, Reese Ewing on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Reese, you've been around here a long time. What does this mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. Uh, this is what this is a goal we had from the very beginning, and it's just a, another step in, to the ultimate goal, and that's going to Omaha. So uh, it feels a lot different than last year. I feel like this year it's a little more expected. So that's it, it feels great, though. I'm definitely going to join it. You, you made some just some fantastic catches that really helped your team win this. Kind of take us back to some of those spectacular plays. Uh, really was just playing my game really I was it's nothing uh extra or spectacular that I thought I was doing uh but the, the one of the wall I, I really didn't know if it was going to hit the wall or not I was just taking my time uh time of my steps and was able to get up and catch it but uh anything I can do to help my team win that's all I'm trying to do really all right as somebody that's played for Scott Barry a while what does this mean to you guys to put him in a super regional that means that that's what makes it so special to me is is winning it for Coach Barry and keeping the season going as long as we possibly can. Uh, I'm, I'm excited that we were able to do it, but the job's not finished. Two games from Omaha. Yes, sir. Two games. We're taking one game at a time. Yes, sir. You are a credit to the program. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right, John Reese Ewing. Your thoughts about this young man? Well, you know, he's another one of those guys that uh, you know Scott Berry and his staff have a. Uh, just have a very neat way of finding those guys. I and mean, there's a guy uh, that played uh, baseball with, uh, you know, Christopher Sargent. They played high school ball together. They played, I think, uh, a little bit maybe after that. So, it's, you know, that's just the kind of guy that the Eagles find. They, they find guys that love to play the game. They have guys that can do a lot of different things. And, and more importantly, uh, they, they find guys that, uh, as I said, love the game of baseball Love putting that black and gold on each and every day. And, uh, you know, Reese Hewing's one of those guys. And, uh, you know, he's been a guy who it's kind of quietly put together another great season at Southern Miss, a guy who can do a multitude of things. He's, he's a great fielder. 
He's a good hitter. He's a good base runner. Great leader on the ball club, even though kind of a quiet guy. So, you know, he's one of those parts, like I said, that Scott Berry knows how to kind of move around that baseball chessboard and have them playing at their best towards the end of the year. And I think Reese is one of those guys that's doing that right now. Yeah, high character, high character kid is all. I've, I've wanted to ask you this for the last couple of weeks. I, I don't make any bones about it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm generally miserable at a Southern Miss baseball game. I'm just <laughs> miserable with anxiety. You're you're working. I'm watching. Do you have an op? I mean, are, are you able to block out the anxiety, the desire to see the kids win? and just focus on doing the play-by-play? Yeah, yeah, most of the time. But, I mean, I don't know that you want – I don't want uh, – I think you want when you're doing a ball game, at least I do. You know, you want – I mean, everybody knows I want the Golden Eagles to win. But I think uh, I think you got to – one of the things you do when you're doing a ball game is so uh, you got to let some of that emotion come across and kind of let come across, uh, you know, how well you know those guys and – you know what it means to them, and and I think I think you're able to bring that out and add add to what you need to do in the broadcast. I mean, I I, I mean I want them to win. Obviously, I get there early. I like to be there early. If it's a, a this week two o'clock ball game, uh, you know Jack Doug and I will probably both be in there eight thirty nine o'clock in the morning. I love to sit there in the morning or the afternoon, whatever the case may be, in that radio booth and kind of soak in the all the, the flavor and uh, all the thrills and stuff that I know is going to happen later in the day. And, uh, and part of that's getting to know those players, uh, to get to know them on a, on a personal level and uh, know a little bit about them and what, the, what they care about and how much it means to them. And so uh, it's, it's just it's kind of neat. But anxiety, I don't know. I don't have time to have too much anxiety, but obviously everybody knows I want the Eagles to win. And uh, it's when it happens, which it has quite a bit, uh, in Scott Berry's career and Koki, uh, Corky Palmer's career and Hill Denson's career and even Coach Taylor's. So, uh, yep, I, I love it. And, uh, you know, guys like Reese Ewing are Southern Miss guys who know how to win ball games for the Golden Eagles. All right, just a few seconds left of this segment, but give us some inside baseball. Does the old left-hander get anxious up there in close games? Uh, no, Jack's, Jack's kind of like me. I mean, Jack's got so much going on, it's unbelievable what he's doing. I mean, people don't know how much time Jack Duggan puts in, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, whatever the sport may be. And uh, he doesn't really have time to get too anxious about stuff and have the anxiety of, of getting ready. He just wants to get the, everything the way it's supposed to be and uh, get it perfect. And nobody is better at it than that guy. I've been all over the country. I've seen guys everywhere. Nobody does it any better than Jack Duggan does. No, you're 100% on that. Nobody works any harder than Jack as well. And uh I really don't know what this show would do without all the help that Jack provides us. All right, we've got John Cox co-hosting the Super Talk Eagle Hour today. Very happy about that. When we come back, we're going to hear from another big Southern Miss star, get John's thoughts about that. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the Super Regional. John Cox on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be right back.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, this segment sponsored by Dickies. Well, that was last segment. This one is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. Miss Kathleen is an angel. She runs Campus Bookmark. I'll guarantee you she's got the, if she doesn't have them today, she'll have them soon. Tournament conference t-shirts, super regional t-shirts, Anything you want Southern Miss-wise, you'll find Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street. Got John Cox co-hosting with us today. Very, very happy uh, to have that. Uh, and, John, I want to thank you uh, for taking the time to talk to us today. Glad to do it. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I love to sit around and talk Golden Eagle sports and Golden Eagle baseball with somebody like you who's been around it for a long, long time, too. So we're having a lot of fun. It's going to be a great weekend, and it's just the start of it today. Yeah, you were on our you were on our two hour show last year, right before the uh, Super Regional, and uh, Steve Davenport, the owner of Super Talk, was there. And I I learned that day you you two guys go way back. You and the owner of Super Talk have known each other forever. Yeah, I think uh, you know he had I guess it was TeleSouth Communications. I think it was a, right. a part of that. And and when they partnered with Southern Miss Athletics, I want to say it was the early '80s, something like that. So almost a little over forty years ago. You know, Steve was, was the man there, and all our broadcasts uh, went back through the uh, TeleSouth Communications studio. So, known Steve a long time. Great uh, great guy, great uh, fan of athletics around the state of Mississippi. Well, there's no question. Big supporter of Southern Miss, and uh, he, he loves the Golden Eagles. Uh, there's a lot of connections between Supertalk and, uh, and USM that people outside might not know about. Our engineer, Houston McDavid, and uh, John are friends, and they exchange technical talk sometimes. I've seen that, and uh, always there to help one another. So uh, we're always uh, always glad to have you with us. All right, I want to I want to bring on another player, John. And uh, I, I from a from a fan standpoint, and I say this respectfully to everybody on the team. Th- this kid may be the most athletic of all kids. This is Carson Pato, and here's what Carson had to say after winning their second consecutive regional championship. Hi, right, Carson Pato on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Two regionals in a row. Yes, sir. It feels pretty nice. It does. You were swinging the bat hard. You were just really emotional the whole weekend. Big hit here late in the game. Put this all in perspective, Carson. Um, I mean, I know this is a very generic response, but I mean, it's just fun to be out here with your friends. And whenever you see your friends having fun, it kind of kind of uh, carries carries over into your play. And then, especially Coach uh, Coach Bear right there, he does a lot for us. And he doesn't like that we say this, but we're kind of doing the season for him. We want to send him off the right way he wants the season to be about us but i mean uh, it's just kind of the selfless man he is we want it to be about him so we're kind of we're, we're we're working really hard for him we're trying to do our best carson what about these crazy fans ha <laughs> uh, crazy fans wherever you go i mean we got them at the feet of our own they just they're not crazy towards us all right so a super regional ahead a lot of a lot of talk it may be in hattiesburg i know you guys would like to play there but i'm sure either way you're excited i am yes sir i mean it's pretty cool uh last i don't know since covid we've been to regional two years two out of was that four years maybe three years especially back-to-back years i mean we've been three super regionals in southern miss history and two of them have been back-to-back so i mean that's pretty cool but you know last year we fell short to old miss and i think this year uh we kind of gotta make a statement in super regionals and uh, i mean i think we're playing tennessee i mean they're a good team obviously we're not gonna try to downplay their abilities uh they're a good team we're a good team we both made it supers so we're just trying to give it our best all right one to ten what does this mean to carson Pato and how much fun has this year been? I mean, 10. I'm way above 10. If I could, it's infinite number. I can't imagine. I mean, baseball's fun, you know. I'd be lying if I told you baseball sometimes wasn't fun. But, I mean, sometimes it sucks, you know, when you're struggling.
them, but that's the beauty of it. You got your best friends kind of picking you up every day, and uh, it, it pays off when you have days like this. The, the, the good days are way better than the bad days are bad. Congratulations, young man. Thank you very much. All right, John, Carson Payton on my right may be athletically the, the overall best athlete on the team. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a really good one. You know, he was a talented uh, guy uh, down in uh, playing his high school ball down at Van Cleve, down on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. And, uh, you know, he's gotten, to me, better and better. He's turned himself into a complete baseball player. Uh, sometimes it happens quicker than it does others, but you know he can. He's very talented at the plate. Where I think he's really gotten better is out there in the outfield. We've seen him make a lot of big, big plays this year. Around of acrobatic catches out there, and so and he's one of the leaders of the ball club. Maybe a little bit uh, sometimes a quiet leader on the ball club, and other times maybe not so quiet. But uh, he's a guy that knows how to lead, knows how to help his team uh, find, and he's a guy that doesn't worry, Bob. I think about the the numbers sometimes he's just worried about doing the little things that make baseball players good and he knows the little things can help the golden eagles win ball games and i think we've seen that out of him all year long doing the little things that maybe aren't noticed by you know the average fan that, that helps the golden eagles win ball games so great great part of the team and uh, one of the real uh, stars of the ball club well no question about that and i say high character kid i don't know of one on the team that's not a high character kid i don't i just don't think there are any all right, John, let's look ahead. Uh, regional championship was fantastic, uh, two in a row, just every every goal that you look for. And now second super regional in a row in Hattiesburg. Golden Eagles fell to two two games to Ole Miss last year. What do you see the Golden Eagles having to do to pull Tennessee out of the picture and advance to Omaha? Well, you know, the more I look at Tennessee, the more that I realize they're, they're a really good baseball team, too. I mean, they're a – 41 win team, you know, they, and last year they, they had a great year last year, but a 41 win team this year in the Southeastern Conference, they had a, a, a great season. Uh, and, and as I've kind of looked at them, uh, what impresses me about them is there, I see a lot of similarities maybe between them and the Golden Eagles. They're a, a team that can get you in a lot of different ways. They're, they're a very talented team on the mound. They've got guys who can hit the ball out of the ballpark, but if they need to play, a little smaller ball, they're, they're capable of doing that. they a lot of really good, talented hitters. So I think it matches up, to me anyway, as one of the best uh, Super Regionals they're going to have in the country uh, this year. Two teams that uh, both, as I said, are, are talented from top to bottom. And so uh, it's going it's to be a tough, tough regional, tough Super Regional uh, for both the Eagles and the Tennessee Volunteers. And so uh, that's why I think it's probably important to try to get out to a good start. You know, you want to you want to be ahead if you're either one of these ball clubs and, uh, and no one have to try, try to play from behind. So I'm, I'm excited uh, for what's going to happen. Uh, you know, the crowd is going to have a big factor in it. You know, our fans, I think we had tremendous crowds you know, the last year in these things, and I think we'll have even more this year if we can get them in there. And I think uh, ultimately that crowd's going to have a lot to say with who wins this uh, baseball series this weekend. You don't have any tickets, do you, John? Well, go ahead and clear that up right now. <laughs> You know, a uh, long time ago, they used to let us have a few tickets. And finally, years and years ago, I said, just don't give me any more tickets, because that way I can truthfully say I don't have any tickets. So, no, I do not have any tickets. Uh, so you don't want us to post your phone number on our Facebook page as a source for tickets? Uh, no, no, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> All right, John, you, you've called every game. I want you to I want you to think for a minute and tell us if there is a – if there, is there a team that we have played this year that you think is similar 
to Tennessee in the way they play? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know. That's hard to say. You know, all teams to me sort of have a different uh, type of identity. Uh, all I know is Tennessee is really talented. I mean, they've got guys on the pitching staff and their day-to-day players that are really good players. I, I thought you were going to ask me maybe where I thought maybe things kind of started headed in the right direction. I tell you, the biggest game I think that maybe the Golden Eagles played all year was that ball uh, game over at uh, Coastal Carolina uh, when they had not played very well. The you know the first uh, couple of days, and all of a sudden you're sitting there on a uh, Sunday over there in uh, Conway. South Carolina, and the Golden Eagles got out early, but then all of a sudden you look up, they're down 7-4, to four and you know they're staring at Coastal Carolina team that might want to sweep the weekend series. But that was the day, you know, Will Armistead pitched that day, Nico Mazza played that day, Justin Storm was out on the mound some that day, Isaiah Rhodes, and all of a sudden the Eagles were able to battle back and got five runs in the eighth inning and four runs in the ninth inning instead of a loss. They Walked out of Coastal Carolina that day with a 15 to seven win, and uh, their record at the time was 23 and 15. And we all know the story. After that, the Golden Eagles went on that uh, stretch. So 23 and 15 after a win at Coastal Carolina. That was back on April 23rd. Now we're sitting there at 45 and 18. So that's what 22 and three from that point. So that was to me kind of the big turnaround where Eagles figured out, hey, we can be as good as we want to be, and I think that's the way they have played ever since then. Well, I think you're 100% right about that, and when you think of the shellacking that they had taken two days in a row, and just like you said, fell in a big hole the third day, to come back and win that game and then run run the streak that they have run since then gives you a lot of optimism that this baseball team can beat anybody they play. All right, John Cox is with us, uh, of course, the play-by-play voice of Southern Miss. You don't need me to tell you that. When we come back, we're going to switch gears a little bit. And uh, like John said, he and I have both been around a long time. I want to talk to him about some of the great memories I have and, and of course, hear what he has to say about uh, some of the great moments in Southern Miss athletic history that uh, John has witnessed and been a part of. You're listening to the Super Talk Eagle Hour, and we will be right back. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we're glad you are. Welcome back. If you can't get a ticket to the baseball games this weekend, uh, you can go to 4th Street Bar and Grill. They'll have all the games on the TV, I'll guarantee you. Great shrimp, poor boys, all kinds of good food, cold beer. Southern Miss memorabilia adorns the walls, and you'll feel the atmosphere 
of Southern Miss baseball for sure this weekend at 4th Street Bar and Grill right in the shadow of the rock. All right, John Cox continues uh, to co-host today's Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're going to switch away a little bit from uh, from baseball, John. Uh, you've you've been around a long time, and, and forgive me, I, I know I'll overlook a lot of huge moments in Southern Miss history, but two that come to my mind that I want to ask you about and get your reaction, and one is very recent. I thought the I thought the atmosphere last year in the regional when LSU and Southern Miss were were playing baseball was unmatched to any baseball game I had been in. And and I would put the level of electricity as high as any sporting event I've been to. Your thoughts about those epic games last year between the Tigers and the Eagles? Well, they were great. I mean, that was that was great, great baseball. I mean, that was two, two of the top teams in the country squaring off at Pete Taylor Park. I mean, the traffic... I mean, it was backed up on 4th Street, and anybody who was anybody wanted to have a ticket to, to that regional last year. And uh, uh, when when you got there, the atmosphere was it, it was uh, it was unbelievable. I don't think I don't think uh, up until then there'd ever been an atmosphere at Pete Taylor Park like that. And and you know it was an amazing game against a really good uh, baseball team. And uh, I, I just I just remember sitting there, and and every once in a while. Uh, you stop talking and you just listen, and man, you could just hear that crowd. I I can still kind of sit back now here at my desk and close my eyes and think about what that atmosphere was like last year with those games uh, with LSU. So yeah, that that's one of those uh, moments uh, if you're a Golden Eagle fan and been around a long time uh, that you think back to some of the great moments and uh, that those games against LSU. Are also are what you're going to sit back and think about sometimes when you think of baseball. No, no question about it. It was just hard to describe. Hope we have that atmosphere this weekend, and we we may very well do that. All right, Larry Fedora's last game, Conference USA Championship game, national TV, all the hubbub about Houston and their soon-to-be NFL star quarterback, and the Golden Eagles absolutely took them to the woodshed. Pretty uh, pretty special day. You know what I remember about it. You know I'm, I'm one of those. Like I said, I like to get there early. And I think that day it was an eleven o'clock, maybe a twelve o'clock game, something like that. So my crew and I, we left the hotel about five thirty in the morning, and we were there in that uh, stadium, that old stadium, Robertson Stadium there in uh, Houston, about six or six fifteen. There was a McDonald's. Just over on the one edge of the campus, we went through there, got some sausage biscuits and some orange juice, and headed to the stadium. And uh, you know, just watched the the buildup come up all morning long until that game started. And you know, I don't think anybody gave the Eagles a whole lot of chance. But early on, man, we hit some big ones early on and jumped out in front and really had control of that that ball game uh, most of the day out there at uh, Houston. But uh, that was, uh, yeah. When you start thinking about great moments in Golden Eagle football, and there's a lot of them, believe me, there's a lot of them you could think about, but that one's always got to be in everybody's probably top five or so. That the day Eagles on national TV, uh, you know, won the championship there over the Cougars that day. Let me give you another football game. We're going to go back further. Liberty Bowl against Pitt. Forgive me, I don't remember the exact year, but Jeff Bowers' team took Pitt to the woodshed. Yeah, that was 97. That was the 97 team. And that's another one early starting. We were there and we were there before the sun came out that day. But I remember again, 
is uh, I, I knew the guy who was working on, I can't remember if it was the TV broadcast or the national radio broadcast, and he wasn't all that familiar with Southern Miss. And I said, look, I, I, I don't predict things. I said, but this our team is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. And, uh, man, we came out that day and, you know, we was went, we went crazy. You know, guys were making, Sherrod Gideon was making big plays. And Adelius Thomas was making big plays. And guys that most people hadn't even heard of were making big plays uh, that day up in the uh, the Liberty Bowl. And, uh, you know, for long, it ended, what ended up, what, 41-7 to seven or something like that. And yeah. uh, it was another one of those great moments in, in, in Southern Miss uh, history. And I remember the, the, the players – you know, didn't want to leave the field that day, man. They just want to stay out there and celebrate at the Liberty Bowl. And I'm not sure Pittsburgh ever saw what was coming at them that day when they ran into a Golden Eagle team. It was probably at that time during the course of the year had gotten better and better and better, and probably playing their best football that day against Pittsburgh. I think maybe the most electric night I ever experienced at the Rock was the TCU game with the with the constant chant. From the Southern Miss faithful, overrated. Do you remember that night? Well, when I tell you what I remember about that ball game is early on the Golden Eagles fell behind. I mean, we were we were down a, a pretty good uh, margin early in that uh, ball game against uh, TCU, but and, and and we came back and made a couple of big plays in the uh, in the special teams that helped kind of uh, turn everything around for the Golden Eagles. Uh, you know, all of a sudden. We got. We finally end up winning it, forty to twenty-eight. That was back in two thousand and three. Everybody, man, was again. Everything was clicking on all cylinders that day, and uh, we were able to come back and make some big plays. As I said, in the special teams and defensively, and everybody on that team had some great players on that defense. Rod Davis and Terrell Paul and guys like that. And man, that was a that was a great ball game, great atmosphere. And again, a game, and I always spend some time as jack duggan does we always spend some time with the uh, announcers that are doing the tv games most of the time when they're coming in for the first time and i'm not sure they wanted to believe us how good this southern miss team had been to that point and how good they could be and uh, when it was over yeah i think that night in fact i think mike tarico was one of the guys that night that was here and he had really never seen southern miss play when the game was over he walked back in and was just kind of shaking his head and said what you and Jack said was absolutely right. He said, that's one of the best teams I've ever seen. So, yeah, that's another special moment there at the Rock over the years. No question about it. And I'm going to take you way back, and it's not going to be a game in particular, but it's going to be the electric atmosphere that we would see at Reed Green Coliseum when M.K. Turk was coaching his Golden Eagles and the Louisville Cardinals would come to town. Well, I'll tell you the one I remember the most, and uh, I think I think Louisville – was ranked fairly high. Eagles may have just maybe just got into the rankings, but we're playing them, uh, and it's a sold-out re-green Coliseum. And it was so full, we didn't even – that game, they had to uh, put a TV feed into the University Union because all the students that wanted to come couldn't get into the game. So they had a TV feed over in the uh, in the Union that day. And, and – Southern Miss and Louisville are at both at the top of the games, you know, that particular night. And uh, we uh, ended up beating them. And I remember uh, the Denny Crum after the, after the ball game, and he was always really gracious. I mean, he, he loved MK and MK loved him. And Denny Crum 
you know, was shaking hands with all our guys, telling them what a great game they played. And uh, he went into the media room, and I, the media area. It wasn't really a media room. And some somebody said, hey, Coach Crumb, how good do you think Southern Miss is? He said, and whoever asked the question, he said, son, he said, were you not in there? That will show you how good this team was. He said, if you watch them for 40 minutes. And, man, those are some great battles. Denny Crum and the Golden Eagles. And that was an era at Golden Eagle basketball. We were playing literally to about 98% capacity every single time we played, especially in those conference games. So, yeah, great memories with uh, Denny Crum going up against MK Turk. And i tell you one of my great memories. We played one night up at Freedom Hall in Louisville. It's where Bernard Haslett was a freshman, and Darren Chancellor had a bad foot. So Haslett had to just start, uh, start the game. Well, he had about four straight big three-pointers to start the ball game. and got further back every time he hit it. And uh, Denny Crum said later, he said, I had asked my assistant coaches, who the heck is that number 11? I've never seen him play before. <laughs> and Haslett wound up with probably, I don't know, 20-some points that night. But every time he'd shoot one, you'd hear that little crowd go, ooh, and then ah, when it dropped through the basket. So uh, a lot of great battles over the years between Southern Miss and Louisville and basketball. No question. And for younger listeners and fans, if you were at the, Lu- the Louisiana basketball game this past year, John made a comment off the air, and he was exactly right. That's how it was every night when the Golden Eagles played at Reed Green yeah. back in and that didn't matter, And it didn't matter who the opponent was. Every night it was like that at Reed Green Coliseum. And Jay Lander talks about that. We talk about that all the time. That's the way it used to be. That's the way we need it to be at Reed Green Coliseum. All right, we're going to continue with our friend John Cox right after this break. I want to thank D1 and D-Bat for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour. It is a great place to take children for baseball and softball training. It is a great place if you're an adult athlete and want to get better at your game, whatever that may be, they can help you with a program tailor-made for you. D1 DBAT state-of-the-art training facility on Hardy Street. Also want to thank Mobay Beignet Company, the official beignet store of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And a great place to have a wonderful dessert and some coffee before the game. Saturday, Mobay Beignet on Hardy Street, right across from the campus. Going to wrap it up with John Cox right after this. All right, two-hour Eagle Hour this Friday from Pete Taylor Park, co-hosted by none other than Hill Denson. We are lining up a great uh, group of guests for you over two hours, uh, one to three at uh, Pete Taylor Park. Stop by, say hello. We'll give you a T-shirt. If you've never met Hill Denson, it'd be worth stopping by just to meet him. John, do you think Hill will have any problems helping me fill the two hours? Well, you know, I was sitting here thinking, when you said he's going to be there for two hours, I thought you were just going to introduce him, and you could leave and come back in two hours, and Hill would just be finishing up. 
the answer to his first question there. So, uh, no, no. he he will be the perfect uh, – I'm not sure I'd call him the co-host. He, he may take over, so you may be the co-host. <laughs> I'd be the but, uh, co-host. Yeah, exactly nobody, right. nobody better than uh, Hill Benson uh, to talk about Southern Miss, particularly Southern Miss baseball. Well, no question. Now, somebody I got to tell, go tell you one quick story, real sure, quick, about sure. Hill. Hill tells the story when he was a senior on the baseball team at Southern Miss. He was also a student teaching at the time, maybe at somewhere up around Laurel. And so when he came to games. He couldn't get there until about the sixth or seventh inning. And so he started to kind of sneak out early and then come to the games early in the game until the principal at whatever school it was said, Mr. Denson, you need to say to all the other teachers leave, just like everybody else. So he tells the story. He came one night day and came to the ballpark. It was about in the seventh inning, and he sat down to a change, just put his cleats on, and apparently they'd been on the umpire all day long. And somebody said something while Hill was tying up his cleats and the umpire turned and pointed at him and said, you, you're out of the game. He threw him out of the game thinking it was Hill who had said something, and he had just got there and hadn't even tied his shoes up yet to come in the ball game. So. I'm not surprised. All right, John, general question as we wrap this up. Uh, you've been around this all your adult life. Uh, I've been around it. You've been directly involved in it. But what is it about sports that is so special to people? What is it about athletic competition that gives so many people pride in their university and they live and breathe every play with those kids on the field? Well, I think it boils down a lot of times. In my case, I mean, I'm I'm like most people. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a great athlete when I was growing up and I played, you know, all the sports, but at some point, you know, I realized, man, I wasn't going to play in the NBA one day and I wasn't going to play major league baseball or, you know, I wasn't going to play football. So the next best thing for me was to do what I do now, which I would want to do since I was about five or six years old, it would be to tell the story of those great athletes and those great teams. And I think I think what's special about Southern Miss is our coaches, our players, our administrators are so open and honest and willing to talk to the fans that it's a unique experience for the fans. I don't know you get that at uh, bigger schools and maybe places that uh, have bigger arenas and things like that. So our coaches are great and even our athletes for that matter are great at kind of taking the uh, fans under their wing and uh, it doesn't take long till those fans sort of feel like they know those players and they know those coaches and they know that athletic director and, and things like that and I think because of that they're closer to it all than you are at a lot of places and uh, they feel like they're a part of it they they take the wins uh, like they're their wins they think the losses hurt them you know, they hate to lose. And so I think that what kind of makes Southern Miss unique is just that closeness you're able to get to our athletes and to our administrators and coaches and things like that. And uh, I don't think you get that a lot of places. That's kind of, and then on top of that, we've been successful at everything and everything for a long time. And so I think that's a part of it too. So uh, it's unique. Uh, I, I can't ever imagine being anywhere that I am right now at Southern Miss and doing what I wanted to do since I was five or six years old, and I think our fans kind of feel that about Golden Eagle Athletics as well. I agree. Look, I'm, I'm going to break a broadcasting rule. You're never supposed to talk about anything personal, but I'm, I'm going to say this to you. I will be eternally grateful to you for the kindness you showed my family last year and for the way you honored my mother uh, on the air uh, after her death. Uh, everyone in, in my family is appreciative to you for that, and, and I will tell you this, John. With her passing, you lost your biggest fan. I cannot tell you how many nights I would 
invite her to come to baseball and sit in the suite with us? And she said, no, I think I'd just rather sit here and listen to John on the radio. Well, so she, she loved you, John Cox. That's the greatest compliment anybody could give you, you know, that they, they love listening. And I know your mom did that, and that was a treat for me to uh, talk about her that particular night after she passed away. But uh, we miss her, man. Uh, she was uh, she would really love this right now, wouldn't she? Oh, my goodness. This, uh, oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. She didn't see the Supers or the Regionals last year. Oh, yeah, she would, uh, she would be very, very excited. All right, 30 seconds left. Your message to the Golden Eagle Nation about this weekend, John. Come, wear your black and gold. Be ready to scream and holler as loud as you can. And uh, don't worry about where you got to park. Walk to the stadium. Be ready to go. And uh, we need every one of those Golden Eagle fans ready to go against Tennessee this weekend. So uh, thanks for what they've done all year. But let's keep it going. A lot of baseball to go for the Golden Eagles. 100%. John, thanks so much, man. I'll see you this weekend at the peak. Enjoyed it, Bob. Thank you. All right. John Cox, everybody, needs no introduction to anybody uh, that listens to this radio show. Appreciate John. We've got lots of baseball coming up. Still got a great conversation with Christian Ostrander. We're going to share that with you tomorrow, along with a former pitcher for the Golden Eagles, who will have a good insight into that. And then two hours, two hours. Oh, and Will Hall is on the show tomorrow. Don't let me forget that. Football coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. And then two hours from the Pete come Friday. Until tomorrow, Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.